T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The 80s music is by far the best music for when you're working out. It's not even close. I was doing curls. I was like, let's hear it for the boy. Tell me you can't lift more. I have no idea who sings that song. Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL insider. All the Bears fans got mad at me. They were only 32nd because I couldn't put them 33rd. Host of the Ross Tucker podcast. Boy, the one thing that's been noticeable about the Bears recently is Justin Fields' uncommon abilities analyst for westwood one bully ball up front it's just inside zone to the left that's as physical of a play as you get ross tucker with mully and haw on 670 the score yeah look at this that would be denise williams for you yeah never heard of her i don't care song's <laughs> awesome way to go denise mully and haw chicago sports radio 67 of the score on the line is odyssey nfl insider ross Tucker. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. Subscribe to BetQL today and instantly get our model's best bets, live public and sharp data, trends, and much more right at your fingertips. And Ross Tucker is literally everywhere, whether it's uh, with Odyssey uh, in Philly doing Westwood One, and he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline, Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Ross, I'm exhausted looking at your schedule, buddy. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I'm kind of exhausted right now, but I'm going to have an amazing nap in like uh, three hours because Saturday night I did. I was in the booth for Giant Eagles, yeah. which is in Philly, Lincoln Financial Field. Then I drove four hours to Corning, New York, got there like at, I don't know, a little before 4 a.m., Slept three hours, then drove the next two to Buffalo. Sideline yesterday. Could have done without the five-hour drive back to central Pennsylvania in the snow. Like, half the roads weren't plowed yet. That was rough. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm going to take an awesome nap later today, but I got a bunch of stuff to do this morning. And you know what really bothers me? I was so happy because I, I thought I was the only human being that was at both those games. And then I saw Peyton Manning at both of them. <laughs> wow. And I went up to him and I said, hey, Peyton, I, I, like, this is not cool. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I wanted to be the only person that went to both Giants, Eagles, and Bills, Bengals. He started laughing. I said, I'm going to guess you didn't drive four hours last night to Corning, New York. He said, no, no, I did not. <laughs> Great. Must be nice to have a private plane, guys. <laughs> Great effort, though, Ross. We appreciate you joining us this morning, given your schedule. So, 
You saw on Saturday night a dominant performance. You saw on Sunday in person a pretty dominant performance by the Bengals. Which one to you was more impressive? Probably the Bengals, yeah. I mean, the Eagles against the Giants, that's like a Jimmy's and Joe's thing. I mean, I don't think people really realize just how talented this Eagles team is. Think about this for a second, guys. They have eight guys going to the Pro Bowl. They have nine Pro Bowl alternates. But there's some weird rule that they need to get rid of with the new IR rules. But it's the way it is. If you're on IR, when the vote happens or when, like, the, it's announced, you can't, you, you can't, you're not eligible for the Pro Bowl. So Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, their safety, leads the NFL in interceptions, even though he missed five games. He wasn't eligible for the Pro Bowl. Dallas Goddard, who's maybe the best tight end in the NFC, he or Kittle, and would have made the Pro Bowl, he was on IR too. So think about this. 19 of their 22 starters are either pro bowlers or pro bowl alternates. I mean, I've never heard of that. 19 of 22? That is bananas. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know if you recall this or not, but I we talked before the season started, and I told you I was taking the Eagles as my Super Bowl team because I thought the NFC was kind of wide open, and I had different reasons, but good God, I did not know they were going to be this good. And now you watch what San Francisco did, and they've got – they're on their third quarterback. It's extraordinary. It is one of the great stories, which I think it's going to be hard to, to, to be able to lean on him if you fall behind. And I think this is a really tough game for San Francisco crossing the country, playing their early game, facing that Eagles defense. I think it's a good point, Molly. First of all, Please tell me you put some money on that with the Eagles <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. Please. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, no, I, you know, you're exactly right. I, I think it's a problem. If the Eagles get out to a lead and they have jumped on people a lot during this season, that's not where the Niners want to be. I, I, I have a tough time picturing the Niners winning the game. Obviously, turnovers notwithstanding. But I have a tough time picturing the Niners win the game if, they can't run the ball effectively and play with a lead. If they fall behind, then here come the Eagles' pass rushers. They've got now the second most in NFL history, I think, behind the 85 Bears. Uh, I mean, it's just – or 84 Bears, actually, which is interesting. Um, and so that's not where the Niners want to live, you know, and drop back passing. That would be a disaster. they got to play with the lead, and they got to be able to run the football. But I would say they're both – I mean, think about this. Let's pretend we're all Bears fans, right? Most of the people listening are. You're talking about a team that has their third-string quarterback out there against a team who whose quarterback probably was not top 20 in the NFL last year in Jalen Hurts. He's probably considered somewhere between, like, 20 to 25, maybe, in the NFL. So it's remarkable that both these teams are here for, for two very different reasons, I guess. So, Ross, I really enjoyed the broadcast. I was happened to be in the car listening to a lot of yesterday, and Joe Burr was terrific, and I love the way Ian Eagle said he was Joe Burr in the cold of Buffalo, and he was a difference maker. But to, that, to me, that game was, as you pointed out, the Bengals had three backup offensive linemen, 
Their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, has now in the postseason been a guy that has schemed everybody correctly and gave up uh, so few points to such a good offense that I think those were almost overlooked because Joe Burrow was great, and he has always been great in the playoffs. But that offensive line somehow found a way to establish the run and protect the passer. Well, it's funny because um, since we were just talking about him because he was at the game, Burrow reminds me of Peyton Manning. I mean, he now he's a little bit more swag or whatever than Peyton was, but he it seemed like being on the sideline, nine out of ten passes, he knew where he was throwing the ball before he even got it. I mean, and, and you're talking with some Bengals coaches, he's that smart. You know, he's the son of a coach, and he's just – he's that smart. He's catching the ball, throwing it out there. I thought they – I thought the Bengals thoroughly outcoached and outplayed the Bills. That was a stunner. I mean, I think the Bills might have closed as, like, six-point favorites. They're playing at home in the snow. You think everything's set up for the Bills here. And the Bengals, who didn't look that great against the Ravens and, and could have lost the game without that – quarterback sneak at the goal line, everything that happened there, they come out and just took it to them. I mean, in every way. It's interesting, too, that the team that ran the ball better won all four games. And I really wasn't expecting the Bengals. I know the Bills had both safeties deep because they're worried about the passing game. But I don't think anybody was expecting the Bengals to be able to run the ball that well. Yeah, I you know, it was kind of extraordinary given the offensive line injuries. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs had arguably the easiest go of it because they had the Jaguars. And then, lo and behold, you see an injury to Patrick Mahomes. That is the dreaded high ankle sprain. That is a long-time big problem injury. I guess he's playing. I guess it doesn't matter. We were, we were uh, talking to each other during the, the games, and I was saying – you gotta if you're if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you gotta be at home. You gotta pray for the Bengals. And now I'm like, yeah, maybe they should have prayed for for uh, for the Bills. But thank God they're not in Atlanta, right? I mean that that I don't know what's gonna happen, but man, did uh, did that look bad? And I don't know how ordinary that team becomes if the quarterback is compromised. Well, listen, I, I'm sure uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. Yeah, obviously, he finished the last game. He's got eight days to get ready. They don't have to travel to Atlanta. They don't have to fly. You know, um, he'll, he'll get it injected. He'll obviously have it heavily taped. But him just playing is not the same as him as, like, the full Mahomes, right? And there are certain quarterbacks like, you know, Brady or Peyton Manning, or even to some extent like Burrow, where it wouldn't bother me that much because all they do is catch the ball out of the shotgun, just throw it real quick to the open receiver and just go, like, that's what they do. But being able to move around is such a big part of Mahomes' game that I feel like that's very restrictive for him. You know, it's a big part of what makes him special. So does he even try to do that? Does he not try to do that? You know, does he aggravate it trying to do that? That's a very unfortunate injury. And I can guarantee to, to David's point that Lou Anarumo, the Bengals D corner is going to have a terrific plan 
probably bring pressure up the middle early and often to get Mahomes to have to move because I, I don't think they, they believe he'll be that comfortable when he has to move. Ross, I know this is the game you didn't cover, but the Cowboys stuck with kicker Brett Maher. Oh, and, and I feel like it changed the way they coached that game, whether it was going forward on fourth and four at the end of the first half when they could have kicked a field goal and two plays later they throw the pick, or just the overall just approach that Mike McCarthy took. How surprised were you that they stuck with him? And do you agree that it changed the way Mike McCarthy coached the game? I am surprised that they didn't have another kicker up, right? Like, oh, we only get to dress 48. Yeah, but when I played, we only got to dress 45. So, you know, you can make it work by having two kickers. Remember, there were teams for years, guys. I don't know. There's probably still some. They have a guy up on on, uh, game day who's just a kickoff guy, you know? So I was surprised they didn't give themselves – a second option, like another bite at the apple in case Maher came out and shanked the first one, which he kind of did. I do think at the end of the half, it's why they didn't try that field goal attempt, which changed things a little bit. And I do think even like there's even a difference between being up 7-6 or 7-3 as opposed to being tied 6-6. It's just kind of – there's a different mindset, different way of going about it when you have a lead – versus being tied, but that was a huge missed opportunity for the Cowboys. I mean, even that notwithstanding, if Dak doesn't throw those two picks, they win the game. I mean, he threw the one pick deep in their own territory. That gave the Niners a free three points. And then he threw the other pick when they were down in Niners territory, which took away at least three points. I don't know what happened to him this year, he made so many tremendous plays. They scored a lot of points. They moved the football, but those interceptions cost them. I mean, this was this was really a golden opportunity for the Cowboys. They could have won that game. Yeah, he's thrown a lot of picks this year, and he, I, I think that was the sixth game in which he threw multiple picks out of the 14 he played. That is ugly stuff. Um, so, so championship Sunday, you got the Niners at the Eagles, the Eagles minus two in the hook. And you got the Bengals at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are minus a point. Who do you like? Who do you like coming out of those two games? I think the Niners-Eagles line is interesting because, you know, home field advantage is probably two and a half points in Philadelphia. So they're basically saying that those teams are even. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't feel that way. Now, the Niners might win the game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, they got a great coaching staff. But I think the Eagles are a more talented team. I think they're better up front, both sides of the ball. And when Hertz is healthy and can run, it just opens up the run game for the back. It opens up all the RPO stuff. It's just a really, really – like, you can't be right. The linebackers can't be right. You're necessarily going to be late one way or the other with all those fakes and all the different options off of it. So, I like the Eagles. I, w- I would lay the two and a half there. And then I like the Bengals. Give me the point. I think the Bengals, I would even take the Bengals on the money line. I think they're going to win that game. I mean, I, you know, I was on their sideline most of the time yesterday. I try to go to the away team sideline so I can get as much potential TV time as possible because that's where the cameras are. <laughs> so like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like when Stefan Diggs ran over that camera girl on the sideline, yeah. I ran over there real quick. I try to get 
I tried to have, my sister my sister screenshotted me a couple of times where I got on, which was great. <laughs> That's great. Um, I gotta make look. I gotta make it entertaining for me too, right? Oh, like, exactly. I gotta do, some, do awesome. something competitive. Um, so uh, they just they totally believe their coaching staff is awesome. They've got good players. Burrow is an assassin. Um, I think it's going to be the Eagles and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. That would be a great Super Bowl. So, Ross, you had a very good vantage point for the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, and he was coming back from an injury, which he suffered here in Chicago. Is what we saw uh, legitimate? I mean, he looked like he was doing things as effortlessly and as easily as he typically does. He didn't break a sweat. He he barely broke a sweat against that defense. Is this the Jalen Hurts fully healthy now, or – is there something that he was just – it was too easy so he didn't, he didn't have to look like he was impaired in any way? No, I think he's fully healthy because, you know, he ran a couple times. And the one run, you know, he took contact and spun off of it, right? He was not – he didn't just slide. He wasn't that worried about it that he felt like he had to slide. And so that, that creates a very dangerous player when he – because he's so strong too – you know, he's not as fast as Fields, obviously. I don't know anybody in the world is as fast as Fields, by the way. <laughs> I mean, when Fields is in the open field, no pun intended, it's just insane how fast that guy is. But, um, no, I don't think there's any restrictions at all for Hurts, and I think they probably will use him in the running game a decent amount against the 49ers just to give them the extra blocker that the Niners have to account for. I mean, look, it's, it's the Super Bowls on the line here. Yeah, I you know I got to tell you it's been uh, it's been a really interesting season, but I think the game should be getting better uh, as opposed to uh, more dominant performances. We we know that uh, Robert Quinn had a solo tackle for the Eagles, so that to me <laughs> represents a great breakthrough. They've got so many guys up front; it's just uh, it's just crazy. Quinn's not even like like on the radar. I mean, he no. barely does anything, no. but. They wanted to have one more guy for the rotation, and also they wanted to be prepared in case somebody got hurt. I mean, the Eagles are out here getting good players for backup. So that's, that's where they're at. Ross, I w- don't know if you saw I'm sure you saw the replay, but you didn't see it live. When Ezekiel Elliott is snapping the football at the last play of the game against the 49ers, oh my recipe God. for disaster – he got steamrolled, and the play didn't work. One of the dumbest designs I think I've ever seen. What did you make of that? Um, I think that they, uh, I think they were going to like lateral it back to him at some point. You know, yeah. I think they, the yeah. thought process was, you know, he's not an eligible receiver, so the Niners wouldn't be paying attention to him, and that they were going to throw the ball to a guy to Turpin. The idea was they thought the Niners would be backed off more, and that the linemen could get in front of Turpin, and so you basically would have three linemen in front of like the best returner in the league with then Zeke trailing him in case he needs the lateral. It probably looked awesome on the whiteboard. Probably looked <laughs> awesome in practice. No doubt. Does um, does Stefan Diggs get traded? And uh, what do you think of the Bears jumping in there? Uh, no, he's not going anywhere. Uh, but, I mean, the, the, the Bill. The, uh, what, I mean, what would the Bills be like? They don't have other good receivers. No. I mean, but, what would they be doing if they got rid of him? He's not going anywhere. He's yeah. just upset they lost. Yeah. And he should be. You know, I like that he's like that. Yeah, he's a good guy. I just – I'm trying to figure out a way to get him. That's all. Maybe they oh, should – Oh, you got Chase Claypool. Problem solved. Oh, there Chase you Claypool. go. There Thanks, you go. Ross. <laughs> Great stuff. Ross, thank you, buddy. Great catching See up. You guys. That is Ross Tucker. God, yeah.
Wasn't that the dumbest play you saw all season long, though? That cowboy uh, little yeah, lineup. Yeah, but I, but I, I mean, what? they didn't lose because of that play. I, I, I know they did lose, but like, yeah, just I, I hear you. Dumb. I, it was really stupid, and we should talk about it. Uh, I should tell you though that was Odyssey NFL Insider Ross Tucker Insider Calls presented by BetQL. Subscribe to BetQL today and instantly get the model's best bets, live public and sharp data trends, so much more right at your finger. Uh, fingertips that was incredibly ridiculous oh. what was great about it is they actually called a timeout they called a they timeout it. It, so they they must have gone to the sideline and said listen he's ineligible the minute he snaps the ball but he could he could take a uh they're probably gonna gonna pitch it back to him so he could t- and then so steamroll him that exactly and they did that but i mean the catch is made and he couldn't even do anything. He just got flattened. It was awful. I mean, it's like Mike McCarthy spent so much time designing oh that God. play. Should have spent more time auditioning kickers. Well, maybe they were going to do some two-point conversion with that. <laughs> and they were forced. Th- that's their scramble play. <laughs> okay. you. I, I was thinking of you, buddy. Yeah, because it, you uh, want to bar the lateral play. Anything more than two laterals yeah. is illegal in – all levels of football. That's the way it should be. But then we'd never see Zach at center. That was hilarious. That, that'd be good. Oh, fine with me. I saw Olin uh, tweeted out something like, you know, uh, Zeke Zeke just got a feel for how hard it is to snap. Not an easy block. job. Not an easy job at all. <laughs> I love I love that that he uh, tweeted that. And then I think it was Roberto Garza immediately gave it like, you know, some – I mean, just so classic. Anybody who's played that position must have been laughing. 312-644-6767. It's Molly and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Yeah, you know, you, you kind of look at the NFL playoffs through the lens of what the Bears need to have, what the Bears need to do. How can the Bears get into this kind of situation? And, man, they've got work to do, frankly. And it, this is a huge offseason, and here's hoping that they can uh, translate that into a lot of good players coming into this team. As we sort of alluded to earlier, what this Final Four, though, says more than anything is that once you find your way, once you find your path, given the talent that you have on your roster, go with it. Lean into it. You look at the different ways. And ver- Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn, okay? Yes. He yes. has a situation where any offense can 
be schemed around his talents. His talents yes. will dictate the scheme of any offense. So you have him on a, running an offense that's better without Tyreek Hill. You've got Joe Burrow, who, again, very unique situation. Number one overall pick that has panned out, surrounded with Jamar Chase. And you say, okay, that's the way you go win. But the Eagles, what are the Eagles? What, what are they an example of? There's not, not similar to any of those well, two teams. I, I think the, they've, built, they've built the team around the line of scrimmage. And the quarterback, who was a second-round pick, has blossomed. Absolutely true. And I think the reason he has is because he was ultra competitive. He is a he's a really good work ethic guy. He's a, he's a total leader. He's got a lot of these qualities that you like, you know, gen, generalship, right? To take the team down the field on four of the first five drives, all of them covering whatever it was from 75 yards at the at the most to 65 at the least. Uh, it was incredible to it, watch. It really was, and he is a big part of that. But I think what I'm getting at is that in the NFC, those two teams are more similarly built. They, I think, have strength on the lines of scrimmage, respectively, offense and defense. Yep. The 49er yep. defense is a strength. They can run the football. Boy, the Eagles, their defense is underrated, and their offensive line is a big factor there. The quarterbacks – I think when you look at the quarterbacks in the NFC, they're kind of guys they were plugged in and worked because of the other things that were in place. Whereas in the AFC, I think there's this feeling that they won because of the quarterbacks and the rest then came later. So it's a very different approach to team building, to building a winner. And if you're the Bears, you can look at whatever, how you can interpret it however you want to interpret it because there really is no commonality between the teams in the NFC and the teams in the AFC. Except for they have great tight ends. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I felt a sense of relief that Jalen Hurts was back and able to play and um, able to make plays. Because I, when you look at Justin Fields, who is the closest thing? Who is the only guy left? You know, Lamar Jackson, and it turned out he turned down a $133 million contract reportedly before the year started. But – um, you, you look at him getting hurt and not able to play and what happened to that team. That team was very close to beating Cincinnati. They were, they were right there on the goal line, and they had to punch the ball in, and there's right a fumble there. and, and a 14-point swing, and they lose the One game foot by away. seven. They were a foot away from winning that game. And if they had Lamar Jackson, I think they win that game. So you worry – um, like Lamar is a great running quarterback. Boy, I mean, he's, is, is it sustainable? Can you be that if you're not able to play in the playoff game? So you look at, 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 uh, at uh, J- Jalen Hurts and you say, oh, man, you know, great running quarterback, mobile guy, can do both things, throw and run, and he got hurt against a not great defense. And, man, you worry that guys that can run – is that sustainable? Well, Hertz comes back and he plays like the guy who was an MVP this season. I agree with you because Jalen Hurts is good for the NFL. And seeing him take that step can make people feel better about, boy, Justin Fields can do that. It is sustainable. And I also think it helps remove what I think is a, a misnomer about the way we talk about quarterbacks sometimes. And I know this may sound crazy, but let's, let's look at the evidence. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is back and he's healthy and he did get injured because he's a running quarterback and Lamar Jackson missed the final four games because of that. Molly, 
look at Patrick Mahomes. What's he? Is yeah. he a run-first quarterback? Absolutely not. No, but he's he has a more, mobile quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback, yeah. but he has as much arm talent as anybody in the league. But, but he, he didn't get hurt running. He extends it, He extends plays. In okay. other words, it's not one, two, three, throw. He, he is not a guy that's sitting in the pocket picking everything apart. He's a guy who's moving around and waiting until the last second to deliver the but ball. But those are the quarterbacks play. that are playing the I, NFL these I, days. I, I think he's That's a great player. That's the modern player. NFL quarterback. No question. My point is that when you saw him go down, it wasn't like, oh, don't do that, Patrick, because you know what? That exposes yourself to injury. This was a pretty common play. Any quarterback in any given snap can get injured. And Joe, that's the point. But Joe Burrow is – Joe Burrow, you know, he's really – he's Peyton Manning. He's a guy that that reads the play. You know, in the old days when Peyton Manning was in Indy, they never used motion because they didn't want the defense to react to the motion. They wanted Peyton to have the last look at the defense. Mm-hmm. And he could figure things out and he could read it immediately. And he was he was just throwing guys, getting rid of the ball. He wasn't moving – Joe Burrow is the same way. He takes maybe Mentally, too many hits. Oh, he's very physically. Strong, he's man. more mobile than Peyton Manning. Yes, he is. But I'm saying he's that kind of yes, quarterback. That's a good point. He's that kind of quarterback. Yeah. Whereas, you know, these other guys are different. And and I think you're right. You know, the the Mahomes injury. You know, a guy fell on him bad, but that's because he was holding onto the ball, waiting for the play. He was buying well, time with but, his but, feet. But he's also in the pocket and where he, quarterbacks can get hurt. Joe Burrow, who is yes. as mobile yes. as any modern quarterback needs to be. He right. was almost injured because somebody fell on him awkwardly. Yep. The point is, is that don't look at what happens to Lamar Jackson and uh, Jalen Hurts, for example. To me, don't view that as a referendum on whether or not Justin Fields is sustainable or not. Every situation is going to have a different set of circumstances. I think Lamar got hurt in the pocket. Mahomes got hurt in the pocket. I I mean, mobility and being able to run, that puts puts teams on tilt. That is a good thing to be able to do. But, but like, you know, we do talk about the sustainability. You know, Justin Fields had a shoulder injury pretty much the whole year. You you don't want him running 160 times. I'll I'll grant you that. But at the same time, when they leaned into more designed runs, let's go back to what we said after that. Right. He was controlling the contact. He was almost putting himself in a better position than to than a sitting duck in the pocket where he is more vulnerable than he is when he is, you know, inflicting the punishment on the defender. Quarterbacks get hurt. Yeah. Because they are they you know, I know they've changed some of the rules and they're trying to protect them, but they are the guy that handles the ball in every play and they are the target. And and you know, you look at Draft time. You you got to make sure that you have a quarterback, and if not, make sure you have someone to stop the quarterback. That is the game of football. That is. So it's it's either you want a guy that can lead your team or someone that can stop him from leading another team. And I enjoyed the commentary from Matt Ryan yesterday, who was in the studio for CBS and his pregame talk, and he was referring to this term, which I think is one being thrown around, the modern quarterback, and it was in, in relation to yep. – the mobility that is necessary. And it was almost kind of sad because Matt Ryan understanding he's not one of those guys. And we heard Aaron Rodgers, who really no longer is one of those guys on the trade block this weekend. Tom Brady switching teams, telling his Tampa Bay teammates not coming back. One of those guys, you need to stay mobile to stay on the field because the pass rushers are so athletic these days. Who's the best quarterback left in the, in the playoffs? Well, is a healthy Patrick Mahomes part of the equation or no, not? He's he's compromised. I now. would say that Patrick Mahomes 
if he were healthy, is still the best quarterback until proven otherwise. But in these conditions, it is definitely Joe Burrow. So, you know, what does that tell you? It tells me that Cincinnati's going to win. It tells you it tells on you, Monday. It tells That's you what I'm you need, It tells you you need that guy, right? It you need tells that you, guy. You need a guy that can direct an offense more well, than you need a guy that can run. Well, because the, and I the, don't. I, I'm not. I'm not against having a mobile quarterback. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it puts defenses on tilt because you're coming at them in different ways. But when you got a guy that can read the field and know where to go with the ball. It's like he makes decisions before he's even released the ball. That's He anticipates things very well. But the Chiefs also, their their whole team is built around the idea that Mahomes is going to make everyone else in that offense better. They are on a defensive first football team. The Bengals, you could make the argument, as good as Burrow is, yeah. their defense has risen to the occasion and is the sneaky good element of that group because they're not – giving an inch in the playoffs. They they that victory, I mean, especially we talked about that, you know, Baltimore's a tough team and they've had a physical tough game. And then they went in to uh to to uh Buffalo and it was like all the you know, you just just looking at the game, everybody screaming and all of the conditions and everything you thought, wow, this is made for Buffalo. This day, this game, this is this great Buffalo team. Everyone's been waiting to win. Demar Hamlin win. is there. Uh, Demar he walks Hamlin is in. doing the heart. Oh my gosh! And the, I mean, that emotional, was unbelievably America's emotional. Team. And and they got absolutely swamped. I mean, my God, he scored two touchdowns before. It was it it was unbelievable how Cincinnati handled that day. Well, because. He, Joe Burrow didn't allow himself to either be phased by the moment yeah. or the conditions. Yeah. He came out throwing the ball around like it was 72 and sunny. He came out knowing he was the better quarterback of the two and he was ready to prove swagger it. Swagger matters at that, that level. And he does, and he gives his team confidence that he can come through and they can count on him. And, you know, he didn't try to force too much either because, and offensively they were smart. Zach Taylor did a nice job. Joe Mixon, big part of that mix. Yeah. And I think that was intelligent. And so they have a complimentary offense and a great defense, and things are just – they have been playing very well over the last month and a half. Zach Taylor was so bad in his first couple of years there, they could easily have gotten rid of him. And now it's turned around completely because he's got a healthy, good quarterback. Yeah, sometimes that works. It's just staying with the right coach at the right time. In other cases, like if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm not staying with the coach at the at this time. I'm probably moving on because there's another coach that might be better who is available. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I worry about Mahomes playing in this game. I just think it's going to – I mean, I know he's going to play, and I know he wants to play, and I know they're going to do everything they can, but I'm worried about it because, you know, he's got to defend himself a little bit too. And, man, was he hopping around on that ankle. That well, looked ugly. You know he's going to have a quarterback's coach that is going to get him mentally ready for the task at hand. <laughs> Be you, Patrick uh, Mahomes. You Be you. Beautiful. You are beautiful. It all comes down to Matt Nagy, ultimately. Ultimately, You're right. yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, should be a great – I mean, we'll have a whole week to break down these games. It should be a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, and, and it's, it's just a great time of year. I love – 
NFL playoffs. That was so much fun. And they weren't even that good. The games weren't even that good. But it was The games weren't that watch. good. They really yeah. weren't four very dramatic no. games, but nope. they got the four best teams. You know, the Kansas City game was dramatic because the injury to the quarterback. Did you ever doubt it, though? Did no, you ever really think, nope. even though Doug Peterson was texting about him, he's an impact coach, and even though Trevor Lawrence had made a nice yep. throw, this that wasn't a game you really ever felt like the Jaguars were going to win. I think what's interesting is that's the one team that came out of the weekend feeling okay about themselves despite losing. And I think the Giants are kicking themselves. I think people are kicking the Giants. And I think that the Bills, good God, that's a disaster. And people are Most kicking the Most disappointing team. And Dallas. I mean. Crisis mode. Know, they are in crisis yes. mode. Yes. Not only because they, you know, made a couple dumb decisions, but that – Final play of the game. It was almost, it was literally laughable. You were sitting there like, what the hell is this? And and anybody watching knew they were going to lateral to Zeke first. It was the least. What a tr- dumb idea. Yeah, I know. It was choreographed. It was, it was choreographed it, idiocy. Oh, frankly. my gosh. It was really bad. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone is, uh, is. Well, at least, you know, they don't have a history of overreacting to anything in no, Dallas. Not no, Dallas, not Dallas. No. Not there. But those are those are teams that are hugely disappointed that had, you know, that that had higher aspiration. The, and the yet Jags, you'd love to be one of those teams. Oh, you'd love to be in this position where yeah. you're severely disappointed and overreacting to a divisional playoff loss. That's a plan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. One of these days. All right, we've got uh, Dan and Lawrence. We'll bring them in next. It's Mully and Haw on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.